Welcome to Project BGR, craft beer and conversation. And did we mention craft beer? The beer guys Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams talk to the makers and creators from the craft beer world and beyond. Now, time for Project BGR with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. Welcome to Project BGR. I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Aaron Williams. And on this week's show, we are talking to Preston Hartman. He's one of the co-founders of Good River Beer in Denver, Colorado, and he's also an assistant attorney general, so a good person to know out there. (laughs) Preston, thanks so much for joining us this week on uh, Project BGR. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, not a problem. So, uh, listen, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your craft beer story. Uh, Well, it it began on the Green River in Utah, um, geez, about six or seven years ago. Um, I met one of my business partners, Adam, on a kayaking and rafting trip in the middle of nowhere, really one of the most remote spots in the lower 48. Um, you know, shared my beer at the time. I was a home brewer, um, shared my beer with him and um, told him of my dream of sharing my beer with the world and, and going pro. Um, and he said, when you, you know, when you get your act together, um, I'll be on board. Um, so that's kind of how it was born. And then, you know, it, it really took um, some years of trying to figure that, figure out how to make that happen um, and, and finding our third partner, Eric, uh, to where we had a good ownership team um, to launch the, the brand. And, you know, and here we are. So that's the really quick and dirty version of the story. Okay. Now, Preston, you were a, a very avid and uh, successful, I guess, from a homebrewer's perspective, uh, over 100 awards for your beers including yeah. a couple of Pro-Am wins at GABF and a, a Homebrewer of the Year award in 2014, correct? That's right. I, I, I didn't win a Pro-Am competition at GABF. I, I had entries. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I just, you know, I decided, you know, as I was transitioning to Pro, I thought I would, you know, just try to get the, the, the best resume as a homebrewer that I could. Um, you know, and, and, and really hone my craft as well as I could. It's really, you can get some great feedback doing homebrew competitions, especially here in Colorado. Um, we've got some really good judges. Um, and, you know, if you can succeed here uh, in homebrew competitions, you're, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people, too. I'm, I'm fairly new to homebrewing. Tim's a lot more advanced than I am, but uh, he always encouraged me to enter the competitions just to get feedback. You know, I'm probably not going to win a medal, but it's good to kind of know what the quote-unquote experts are, are, are saying about your stuff. Well, yeah, and it, it helps you, you know, and homebrewing is, is all about brewing style, so it, it helps you get just your basics uh, down pat so that you can make changes and, and be more creative and, you know, create some, you know, stranger beer um, and, and know how the changes to, you know, the ingredients are, are going to affect the beer. Um, sort of like, you know, you can't be a really creative chef until you know how to do the basics and then you can make your, you know, your own new weird dishes. I, I think it, I think about home brewing or, or brewing the same way. You've got to master those basics before you can move on to, to something, something weird and, and more interesting. That's that's a part I struggle with, Preston. Those base styles, man. You get, so, you he know, he you wants to a, do all the weird stuff first, yeah. and then yeah, you get a few under your belt, and then you know you want to jump. Because seriously, if you brew, if you brew a style that's not, say, a hundred percent true to the style, uh, for those that's right, we didn't do the yeah, actual wrap up. The wrap actual wrap up, up too. So, are you going to do a mid break in all of these category to enter the beer in? It may not perform that well uh, because that beer isn't being judged. 
necessarily 100% on the merits of it as it stands alone, but against the style guidelines that it's competing in. And that can be, uh, you know, to have those guidelines and to say, I can brew to this to this style, I can match this style, is, uh, you know, art form in itself, just that piece of it. That's correct. And, you know, it's really, um, yeah, I mean, there's some room in home brewing to do the more creative, interesting beers, you know, and like experimental styles. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just, can you, can you hit the parameters of this beer and have no flaws in the beer? Um, so, you know, really encourages you to just be a better technical, uh, more skilled brewer. And so I I recognized that early on and I thought, well, that's, (laughs) I need to get that first before I, you know, go off and, and do strange things. Although when I first started, I, I wanted to do the weird stuff too, the double yeah. chocolate cherry stouts and the, you know, Imperial IPAs and like all this stuff. But um, realized quickly if I was going to make really good beer, I needed to be technically proficient. Now, Sal, you've opened up professionally, you've gone pro since about 2015. So how's the first year been going for you? It's been going great. You know, we started in a, um, you know, unconventional, but, uh, you know, known path. So we, we started um, with contract brewing. So we did not open a uh, brewery and tap room of our own right away. We started, you know, contracting with existing uh, breweries that have excess capacity and learning the industry and learning the real business of beer, you know, selling and distributing. Um, so it's been going great. We, we've grown, uh, wow, 2016 has been pretty crazy. We had about, oh, probably 45 accounts in the Denver metro area. Um, these are, you know, keg accounts at bars and restaurants, and we've sold into about 160 now. So we've grown really quickly um, and are, are close to closing the deal on, a, on our own physical location. So we, we've learned a ton and grown quickly, and it's just it's been crazy. I mean, it, it's really you know, four owners out there um, just hustling as much as we can and, and spreading the word about our beer. Now, that's something that, uh, you know, we've, uh, of course, there are a handful of breweries that choose to do the contract brewing first, and uh, we just had a, a brewery open not too long ago here uh, near us uh, up in Kennesaw, Georgia, that started this contract specifically for the purpose like you guys are uh, to, you know, get, get the name out there, get your beer out there, get some market recognition and then uh, use that time and, and resources to build out your own brewery and tap room, you know, and they've, uh, they've done that here successfully. So it's, it's a good angle. And, you know, I, I know some of the people that are the drink local fanatics, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you occasionally get. Now, you, now, were you contracting with breweries in Colorado? Yes. Yeah, we, we, uh, have, we have partnerships with three breweries here in Colorado, um, at the moment, you know, that could, that could change over time. But, you know, I, I think, you know, not just at the beginning, I, I think that you, going forward, we'll continue to use contract brewing as we expand. Um, we very much are going to be a national brand. And as we move into new states and new markets, we'll, we'll continue to use contract brewing to help us, you know, as we grow. Um, it's really easy to outstrip your capacity um, when demand is grows so quickly. So I think we'll always use contract. Well, maybe not always, but um, for the foreseeable future, we'll use contract brewing as we grow the company. So that is definitely part of your plans is to, well, you've covered that already to grow nationwide. Cause I know some will start and they say, you know, we just want to take care of the local community, but you guys do have a goal in mind to, to launch and to grow nationwide then. We do. And, 
and we we're definitely going to take care of our our local you know community first we're you know very you know our our mission and our our theme is very colorado um you know river conservation is a big part of our mission we give two percent of our revenue um to to our two main nonprofit partners um, and water is a big deal here in, in Colorado, although in Georgia, you guys have had some problems with that. In oh, yes, years. exactly. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're, you know, we're, we're very much Colorado based, but, you know, ha- having this, you know, river theme is, is very universal. Um, everybody gets uh, the river theme and, and water. Um, so, yeah, we're we definitely want to grow. We'll we'll look at um, East Coast. Uh, in the next couple of years, I think you'll see us out um, probably mid-Atlantic or south in a couple of years. Now, you talk about your passion for, for rivers. And I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm taking all the questions. No, it's I? okay, Tim. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> all right. You just hang out, man. We'll I'm get good, man. I'm just hanging of, out. So. Exactly. Now, you talk about you know water and, and, and that. And Aaron mentioned in the intro that you're also a assistant attorney general. That's You deal with water resources in that capacity as well, correct? Yeah, that's right. I, I well, we, uh, Good River Beer can't pay me yet. Um, we're, <laughs> yeah, sure. We've heard that before. So, you know, yes. we're, we're a startup. Um, so, yeah, I, I still I practice law um, for uh, working for the attorney general's office in, in Colorado, uh, practicing water law. So you know, I'm very familiar with those issues. Um, that's been a passion of mine. So I, I'm very much in that in that world here. Uh, so, you know, we really wanted to incorporate our personal passions and interests into our business um, rather than just have a, you know, come up with a cool name for the brewery and a theme that we were really not bought into. Um, so, you know, our owners are river guys. Um, so it was very important to just get, you know, somehow do that in the business um, so that we're able to give back to something that we believe in with our business rather than just a, you know, like a fun name or, you know, a fun theme. Sure. So yeah, that's, that's what we've done. We're, we're good river beer. We wanted to be a good company, um, focused on rivers and, and good beer. So it's, it's all in the name really. Yeah. And like you said, the Colorado lifestyle really kind of involves uh, a lot of the outdoors and, and hiking and, and rafting and, and canoeing and all that type of thing. It's a very outdoor, um, water mountain type of lifestyle. And you guys seem to encompass that. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just river, you know, it's not just, hey, are you a, you know, a whitewater kayaker like, like I am or my partner Adam is. Um, it, it's definitely more broad outdoor focus. Um, and water just seems to intersect all of those outdoor activities. I mean, everybody who gets out and hikes or fishes or, or canoes, you know, it, it's just, it's a huge part of that outdoor lifestyle. And you're listening to Project BGR. Time to take a quick break right now. We'll be back with more with Preston Hartman from Good River Beer right after this. Hey, this is Aaron. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We've got some really awesome things that are coming soon that will help us engage with you some more. We're not going to lie to you, though. It takes time, effort, and money to produce this show every week. So if you'd like to be part of the Beer Guys family, we would love your help. Head to patreon.com slash beerguys to become a sponsor. We're not going to beg. Okay, maybe just a little bit. But hey, we've got some great swag for those who become a sponsor, and you'll be among the first to know about the great things that are coming to the Beer Guys universe. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash beerguys. 
or you can go to beerguysradio.com and click the sponsor link. We thank you for your support and cheers. Welcome back to Project BGR. On this episode, we're chatting with Preston Hartman from Good River Beer. Now, um, we've uh, talked to a few attorneys uh, in our in our in our trials. Uh, yeah, yes, we, we you know not not in a bad way. You know, we have. Oh, I any... thought you, maybe you were a defendant. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not yet. No, oh, okay, no, not yet. Exactly. So we know how to take Uber after the show, but uh, no, we uh, we've talked to a lot of them though that they've kind of crossed over into a life of brewing. Uh, why do you think that is? It almost is almost a one eighty from the legal world. You know, I, I've, I that's funny that you asked this. Um, you know, I, I think attorneys, um, there's a couple reasons for that. I think you won't find any uh, sort of class of professionals that switches careers more than attorneys. Um, and part of that, I think, is that we're, you know, we know how to teach ourselves how to, how to do things. That's just part of the skill set and the personality of an attorney. So learning a new, you know, a, a new business or a new trade is, is maybe easier for us. Um, also, you know, sometimes job satisfaction for attorneys is pretty low. I, I happen to love my job. It's fantastic. Um, but I think those two things together, you know, the ability to transition to a different career, uh, teach yourself how to do it, and, you know, maybe you're not so happy with your current job, um, I, think that's, I think that's why you see it. Forget, this, forget all this stressful life. I'm going to go live in the mountains and make beer. You know what? <laughs> I I I carried uh, half barrel kegs around all day today, so I don't See? think it's easier. The, the, that's know, true. That's, sure. That's, yeah. that's what I did. I, I could sit at a desk and give advice and uh, write briefs. Um, I'm not so sure it's easier to uh, you know to lug those all, kegs all around. We're doing and, and and carry you know 160 pound kegs around. So yeah, but I, you I can, you, you know you don't have to go to CrossFit after after a hard day of work though. You can no, just I do definitely it here. don't. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. We're talking to President Hartman from Good River Beer in Denver, Colorado. Now let's uh, transition a little bit and actually talk about your beer, my favorite let's subject. Absolutely. So now it looks like you've got a few uh, releases out there. The one I want to really talk about is the the Class Five, uh, the Colorado style IPA. So we know Northeast IPA, we know West Coast IPA. What's a Colorado style IPA? Well, first, b- before I answer that, I want to apologize for not sending you guys beer. Um, that you can drink while we're talking. No, it's um, okay. It's, you know, I, we I we don't just, hold it against you or anything. It's fine. I, I, it's was fine. Just, I was hesitant from a you know a quality perspective to to send it all the way across the no country. No worries. And, and maybe you get something that's that's not representative of what we do. So that's why I, I didn't send any beer. Whatever, um, Preston. Whatever. It, it, <laughs> this interview is now over. Yeah, that's we're okay. done no, here. Just, no. <laughs> just no, but Becky, answer. that you met out. So we we connected with you at GABF. And I believe right. you spoke to Becky, our production assistant, and Becky tried, did get to try your beers, and she said they were great. You know, I know you guys connected to to set things up. So, Aaron and I haven't had a chance yet, but we but Becky vouches for you, Preston. So we're good to go. She's good so, people. So yes, yeah. that's great. Yeah, she she was very nice and and just yeah, just walked right up and said you want to be on the show, and and here we are. Awesome. There you go. Um, awesome. So yeah, yeah so awesome. Colorado style IPA. What uh, what exactly is that? Well, you know, that, that is not a, a style that is established sure. in any way. Um, you know, we, we thought, hey, you know, this is Class 5. It's named after Whitewater Rapids. This is very, you know, Colorado-themed style. We're going to call it Colorado-style IPA and just stake out that territory. Um, so it's not an established thing. It's, it's, we, we invented it. Um, so it's a, it's a big IPA, 8.5%. Uh, um, 
you know, big on the hops, but not, um, you know, a really intense, sharp bitterness like you would get from a, a West Coast IPA. So we went a little bit old school. We used Chinook, Columbus, and Cascade, um, which is kind of a traditional, you know, sea hop beer. Um, and then go with a softer water profile rather than like that hard water that gives you the, you know, very intense bitterness. Yeah. So, so what you get is like really good hop, you know, really intense hop aroma and flavor, um, you know, in a, in a hundred IBU beer that doesn't really wow. taste like, it doesn't really taste like a hundred IBU. Like if you put it next to, you know, any of your iconic West coast IPAs that are hundred plus, it, it doesn't, the, the impression of bitterness is, is much less. So we're trying to go for, you know, something, a, a big double IPA essentially that, you know, people who aren't um, pure hop heads could enjoy. And, um, yeah. And, and from what we are talking about with a lot of brewers too, is that it's, you know, you have more of a softer water profile. It mutes that, uh, that bitterness a little bit too. So it doesn't exactly. feel like it. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the first thing I thought when I saw, you know, I saw the description there, you're like a hundred, Plus IBU, oh, kick your teeth balance. in. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. There's got to be a typo in here somewhere. So, yeah, it is. You know, if you if you use lab equipment, you know, it would come out just as bitter as any other, you know, maxed out IPA. Um, we just took our straight, you know, Denver water um, coming straight out of the mountains, which is you know fairly soft, and just used that and, and didn't make adjustments to it. Right now, you're another beer you have that's part of your uh, standard portfolio is Foo Fighter, Belgian mm-hmm. Golden, and you have a, a, a couple lagers there. You have Gunny Black Lager, which is a Schwartz beer, and one you call American, which you say is an authentic Pilsner. Correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. we beat Budweiser to it. Um, there, they, you there you go. They, they they put that on the can this summer, and I was like, I, I just <laughs> so being an attorney, did you fire say. off those C and D's? It was so funny I, when I when I saw that ad campaign. I it, I just got a real good chuckle out of that. Yeah, that would be great <laughs> if you would turn the tables and give them a cease and desist order on that. But uh, but no, it's you know it's funny you've got uh, you know it's it, you, it, the lager, the American Pilsner, the block lager. You know, more of a drinkable, more of a approachable beer. Uh, it right. almost kind of feels like it's sitting into your lifestyle that you're trying to do with Good River. Kind of a you know what we call an outdoor drinking beer. You know, we can crush three or four of them and not not have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, we're doing with those two beers. I, I think so, but you know, I think across the beers, we're we're really uh, more on the uh, more flavorful, little bit higher ABV beers. Um, you know, if you look at Pilsners, you know that that, that American authentic Pilsner is six percent, which is you know really the the high end of what you can do with a Pilsner before you start getting. Um, you know, noticeable alcohol in the aroma and, you know, like a, a warming as you, as you drink it, which I didn't want to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that one is still pretty big. Um, the black lager, definitely more of a sessionable, um, you can kind of crush it type beer, really good food beer as well. Um, it, it's got, you know, it's all, it's all kind of mild chocolate um, roast and a little bit of car- uh, caramel on the end. So it's a really versatile food beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, across the beers, they're, they're really pretty big. Um, looking at the, uh, the class five, which is, you know, eight and a half and Foo Fighters 8.9 and the Pilsner, like I said, being pretty big. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, American was a patio crusher this year. Um, this summer it accounted for about, uh, 55% of our sales. 
Um, so it was a, a big summer beer here. Hopefully it continues on through the winter. Awesome. Now, you know, we're seeing more and more breweries. Every time we talk to brewers lately, we're seeing more lagers, which was a style that just didn't exist yeah, you know, all- not too many years ago other than the big macro lagers. Uh, why do you think brewers are kind of returning to that, returning to brewing lagers? Well, you know, I, I think that just more and more craft beer customers are, are appearing, you know, and people who grew up drinking, you know, the more uh, boring mass market lagers, um, they're looking for something that kind of sounds like what they're used to, but is more flavorful. Um, you know, I, I put our American authentic Pilsner against, uh, you know, against any mass market and, and just challenge anyone who's open to, you know, more flavor, flavorful beer to, to choose the mass market one. Um, so I think that's, you know, there's a segment that continues of beer drinkers that continues to come over to craft um, that just sees the word lager and thinks that, you know, that's accessible, that, you know, that makes sense to me. Um, particularly with our black lager, it's, you know, you, you show somebody a dark beer and they may be uh, skeptical. You tell them it's a lager and they associate that with easier to drink, um, you know, probably drier finish, um, you know, not an overwhelming beer. Um, they're more likely to try it. So that's what I think is going on with the, with the increase in lager production in, in the craft beer industry. Well, cool. Preston Harmon from Good River Beer. Uh, how can people get a hold of you, uh, website and all that kind of good stuff? Goodriverbeer.com. Okay. That's and easy anyone enough. Who wants, anyone <laughs> who wants to email me with any question whatsoever, it's Preston at Goodriverbeer.com. And I would be remiss if I did not give a shout-out to our biggest fan in Georgia. His name is Bill McCrory out of Alpharetta, Georgia. So had to do that, guys. Awesome. Awesome. We'll say hi to Bill for you then uh, when we see him around. So, uh, Sounds good. Preston Hartman from Good River Beer in Denver, Colorado. Thanks so much for joining us on Project BGR this week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Project BGR. And, of course, special thanks to Preston Hartman, founder of Good River Beer, for taking the time out to talk to us. You can learn more about the brewery at grbeerco.com. And remember, Project BGR is available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, leave us a rating. It really helps us out. Yeah, it does. Thanks so much. Plus, tune in to Beer Guys Radio every Saturday for all the news you need to know about the craft beer movement in the Southeast. We podcast that, too. Of course, we're out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Beer Guys Radio. Cheers, and we'll talk to you soon.